So I try to find common ground, try to establish or understand or communicate with other people my feeling and what I think is the feeling that hardcore is. And, and I'm close to the edge here, guys. I, I, I just need... Talk to me. Ask me, um, ask me something and I'll try to convey that feeling and you tell me if it's the right feeling. <laughs> Okay, let me let me walk with you on this long path you're setting up. <laughs> that sometimes feels like you have clues to what you're saying, but I'm not positive just yet. That, just ask me something about like you know, um, or tell me something. Uh huh. Even better, tell me something that you think about hardcore, and I'm and I'm going to convey I'm going to con- convey a feeling back to you, and you tell me if it's the same feeling that you have, because then I'll know hardcore is real. Hey, Pete, why don't you go first? <laughs> I, I feel like... Hmm. Hmm. Well, just, just say a fact. A, fa- Guys, oh, a fact? I'm on an island here. You I mean, a feeling I feel like... About. I'm sorry. No, I'm go- no, you say what you think or a, a thought, yeah. and I'm going to convey a feeling about hardcore back to you or the feeling that I think hardcore is... And if you get that, that what I'm communicating is hardcore more than anything else, the <laughs> feeling of hardcore, and then I'll know hardcore is real. Okay. And so it's, if, it's like it's like Tinkerbell, you know? So if I, if I make a statement, like I say, um, uh, you know, seeing the, the pictures and videos of the most recent Sound and Fury Fest made me feel like hardcore is invigorated. Mm-hmm. Bro, that's interesting. Bro, that's interesting. <laughs> bro, that is interesting. You ain't wrong. You ain't wrong, bro. Okay. But I'm also not right. Bro, you ain't wrong. <laughs> I mean, that's interesting. You ain't wrong. Jeff, your turn. I don't. I don't think you you said anything back, Matt. But no, I. Um, I, I, I mean, Jeff, I, I'm gonna bro, let you, you try one of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's interesting. You ain't wrong. <laughs> All right, Jeff, give it a shot. Let's see how you do. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I do feel. I just. I sometimes. Yeah, I feel like hardcore is. Uh, it can be what you want it Come to on, be. That's, ooh, that's interesting, bro. You ain't. You, ain't, you know, man. It's like you ain't wrong. You know, bro. Um, that's an interesting thought. You know, what I mean, like I haven't thought about it like that, bro. But like, that's interesting. It's like think about it, like hardcore could be anything you want. Like, yeah, you ain't wrong. What What if I said? Grunge is the new hardcore. Grunge is the, the old new hardcore. Yeah. That's, in- that's interesting, bro. I mean, like, it's like, I mean, we can do some, like, research and stuff and, like, figure that out. But, bro, like, it's an interesting thought. And I don't think it's a wrong one. I think it's got, like, validity to it. What if... It ain't wrong. Cool. What if... What if, <laughs> what if the, the new... Neo grunge movement in hardcore is like Yo. the Midwestern emo mm. what contingent or super touch. What would you say to that? Bro, that's interesting. I mean, you could do some research. I mean, like, people have been thinking about stuff and it's tight and it's interesting. It's very interesting. And, like, I bet you can, like, put some YouTube videos together and, like, do something with that, but yo, that's interesting. Ain't wrong. That's not wrong. I, I think that's cool. It's not wrong. Yeah, Pete, what do you got? <laughs> uh, uh <laughs> I feel a little baffled right now. Yeah, um, <laughs> you ain't wrong. You ain't wrong. <laughs> but you feel it. 
You feel what I'm saying? Like, you ain't, ain't wrong. I'm not actually sure what you are saying. Yeah, I think my problem is... That's interesting. <laughs> See, that's interesting. I'm getting a lot of that's interesting, but yeah. I don't really know. What we have said is even that you interesting. I think yeah. when we started this conversation, you said, all right, you guys say something, and I'll echo back... A feeling. A feeling. You ain't wrong. You ain't wrong. I think Jeff and I are doing our part, and we're... Yeah, sharing something. You ain't wrong. Whether ain't or not wrong. we totally believe it, but we're not getting a feeling back. Ooh, that's interesting. <laughs> Welcome Jesus. to Docs Till Death, the podcast where old punks are talking about punk documentaries. My name is Jeff Garlock. I'm Pete Zetlin. And I'm at you. Oh, you ain't wrong on that one, Matt. <laughs> so today was. Uh, so what are we watching today? This today was a Jeff pick is a Jeff pick, and a jick. It's a little bit. It's a jick. Whoa! whoa, whoa. <laughs> Does that seem right? Nope. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> Back it up. Back it up. <laughs> Stephen Malpass and the Jicks. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. I don't. Is it? Maybe. Eh. I said. I said Jick. Okay. <laughs> Jick. You ain't wrong. Jick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so today we are. It's a Jeff pick, and I picked a movie about a a band I have struggled with for a long time. You ain't wrong. I ain't wrong. And uh, from a label I've struggled with for a long time. You ain't wrong. And I wanted to help us all go on an exploration to see if we'd uh, be coming around on them, maybe. Yeah, if we would, if we would jam a cano on them, right? If we would jam a cano, because exactly. Because today we are talking about the 2005 documentary... We Jam Akano, the story of the Minutemen. Uh, this was a uh, documentary about, of course, the Minutemen, uh, directed by Tim Irwin, uh, produced by Keith Sharon, I believe, uh, in association with Rocket Fuel Films. Premiered on February 25th, 2005, uh, in San Pedro. Uh, San Pedro. I can never pronounce yeah, it on, right. I'm sorry. Uh, where the Minutemen? Uh, we're from at the Warner Grand Theater. Uh, this movie uh, was in production for two years. Uh, the director, Tim, uh, wanted to uh, do this documentary with the producer since they were in high school, around 1989. Uh, and then finally, Mike Watt gave the thumbs up on that one. And uh, this also is a doc that... Uh, Tim Irwin also did the Jawbreaker one, That's which right. I almost had us right? do as well. That, yeah, I just I just learned that tonight. Just learned I mean, it tonight. Not when you said it, but as okay. we were waiting for Matt to get home from his uh, his movie date. Wow. Okay. Sorry, I wasn't providing new but information for you. I didn't Maybe know that. I'm providing that for the audience. Pete. That's true. That is true. That is true. I ain't wrong on that one. I'd also. Uh, uh, that's interesting. I think that's kind of interesting. <laughs> oh, Jesus it's like, is he being real? Is he not? I don't. I'm like, wait, he's going to say something? No. Um, no. That's kind of interesting. I did. <laughs> I did hear something with um, Mike Watt and Jeff. Maybe you know 
that um, the directors didn't really know much about uh, Minutemen, and so they were oh. like learning as they went. Which but they, I, but they wanted which to was do like, this since high school. I don't know. Well, he was saying you think they threw like a dart, uh, like a, <laughs> a dart at a board, and we're like, let's let's learn about this. let's make a movie and learn about this band. I mean, as uh, always, it's very possible. Wikipedia information is <laughs> sketchy at yeah. best. So uh, wait, so there were you you read that they were possibly like learning about the band as they like maybe they weren't like super freak fans. Okay, and so there was a, an element of. Um, them taking the like, journey like they, with the band as they did this too to to get to know them better. So this is a uh, documentary. I think we all have watched before. Uh, mm-hmm. this, so this was might be the first one. Might be yeah, the first one watched, that we all no, have watched before no. and doing a repeat. That Which can't one be have true. We all, didn't we all? What's seen, what other one? I want to say we all saw American Hardcore. Yeah. Salad days. All right. Yeah. Instrument. Uh, yeah. I mean the list goes on. Something. You didn't not, see it until we watched that documentary. <laughs> I've never seen Instrument um, oh at all. Like you didn't even watch oh, it when uh, we FYI, did FYI, yeah, little uh, expose here. Matt is doing a <laughs> podcast that he does not watch the documentaries sometimes. We've wondered often when he starts talking. What are we talking about? I'd like to go back and listen to that one now that I know that he never watched it. No, I <laughs> And just see what no, wild, takes, <laughs> wild takes he has. Like, you know what? I think... Um, I don't know. That'd be a great way to get more I listeners never, if we get our listeners to double up on their listens somehow. Yeah. Uh, if that counts, I, I never, I had never listened to, I never watched it before we agreed to watch it together. That's what mm. I was saying. Mm. Likely change of a story, revisionist history, but fine. Uh, yeah, I don't think this is the first time. I think there's been a handful, but it's one of the first. Uh, uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know Pete had seen American Hardcore. I mean, then you didn't. Join us for that episode because I talked about it. <laughs> I, I, I forgot, okay? Okay? <laughs> so this Pete, is sorry. a documentary. Uh, if, 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 hold on. What? Hold on. we got to clear the air here. Oh, God. Yeah, air, we're starting air, off pretty rough right time. now. I feel like we're air, at odds air, with air each other. I, I blame that if first I, character, honestly, for making us <laughs> feel very <laughs> off. If my f- joke about you being having a foot fetish upset this is you, interesting. I'm really sorry. <laughs> this is interesting. Oh, this is interesting. After you're everything, not wrong. I got to say, you're not wrong. <laughs> this one is very interesting. <laughs> so, this is a documentary about the Minutemen. It follows our uh, history. Uh, I uh, so yeah, we we kind of uh, semi alluded to it, uh, but you know, one of the reasons at least I picked this one is. And I think I might still feel basically the same way because oftentimes we'll watch these documentaries and it might be a band I don't care as much about, but the documentary will make me maybe care more about them. I think uh, my general feeling on the Minutemen is I'm aware that they're very important. I agree that they are important. They don't do a lot for me musically. They just do not click. Uh, I, I Matt, think I might still feel the same way after watching the documentary. Garlock hot take coming through, but Matt, you think that's pretty I interesting? Th- it's interesting. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure if he's not wrong, but I think what we could do here is a couple of things. I, I want to. I think Peter would like you to follow up and say something like, you know, oh, so like the way Jeff did. Are, are you hold wearing on, that hat because you're on. the director? Is that what's happening? You're directing everything. So this is what I'd like you to do now, Pete. You're going to talk now. 
and then I'm going to come back, and then I'll I'll take a hot take, and I'll say, oh wow, and then Jeff, you're going to come up, and you'll say something. Wow. Also, audience, you you aren't hearing this, but this is the, uh, after many episodes, this is one where we've discovered filters uh, for our thing, for our Zoom. I'm the only one who doesn't have them. Matt is embracing them wholeheartedly. (laughs) (laughs) Matt is now wearing a red beret. Uh, And it's definitely changed his demeanor for recording. (laughs) I was a bear earlier. Yes. So what were you going to say, Matt? What are you going to say? I threw out my hot take to Direct us, please. I'd like you to do it one more time with more yearning. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> all right, Jeff, try so it again. I thought, yeah, okay. Take take two. For Go me, for um, I mean, for me. <laughs> Look, I respect them. Okay, I do. They just That's, for me, uh, not not the band. <laughs> okay. <laughs> A little less of that. Okay, uh, well, a little okay. more. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so what I thought, and I was gonna, I thought of this even before I put the beret on, um, <laughs> that maybe it would be for this episode and the way this uh, documentary kind of hits us that we talk about. We often start by talking about like our. I mean. In, in a little greater detail than you gave, Jeff, we w- usually start talking about like our relationship to the band, our relationship and our history I think might, with the band. In our history, and you did that like very, very briefly, and I think we should. But I think then we should actually talk about the movie and then come back to our relationship with the band because I feel like for probably for all of us, this documentary has, um, and we I know because we talked about it, maybe given us it's the way we think about the band today is probably substantially different than the way we thought about the band. Uh, two days ago or three days ago before we watched it. Not that we like it more, but I feel like we all got a different impression just based on the way we were all talking via uh, text the last couple of days. Possibly. Is that fair to say? Did I have... For Pete's sake, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Do I... I uh, possibly. I might have the least amount of change. Uh, I think you're right, Matt. But, yeah. For me and yeah. you. But I think, I, think for, I think for Jeff, there's something that even the appreciation – I don't want to play the hand too much. Okay. But I think we should do – talk about the doc, talk about our feelings, and then I've got a new, um, uh, oh a new thing I want to <laughs> yeah. do. Oh, boy. is right. I mean, so, Pete, do you want to say anything um, a little brief? No, I don't want to say anything. Anything? No, I don't. I'm, I'm good. Uh, I, I also saw this doc, as I previously said. I saw this in the theater – Ooh. Uh, wow. With Whackpack with Whackpack AJB, not surprising. Uh, shout out, shout out, big course to that one. And if you're a fan of of a band called Anton Boardman, or if you've not seen them, and you search them out, and you listen to the Minutemen, I think you'll you'll you see. You might a correlation. not be surprised that AJ is a big fan of them. You'll see a correlation, which I appreciated as I was listening to them this week. I was like. Oh, I understand the correlation more. Which I, is so interesting because mm-hmm. I love Anton Borman. I love you ain't wrong. Anton Borman. I, I ain't wrong on that. But, yeah. Mm. You uh, love Anton Borman, but Minutemen not so much. Not as much. Minutemen yeah. aren't his favorite. Uh, not my so favorite, exactly. I did see it in the theater. Uh, Coolidge Corner, Brookline. Recommend it if you're in town sometime. Go check that place out. Um, to be honest, I... I was not, they were not really on my radar. Like, I I knew them. I think I mm-hmm. listened a little bit, but it was not anything that I could wrap my brain around. Um, I saw that and really appreciated the band 
and what they had done for punk. Um, but I think now you're just and, saying shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know what? <laughs> now you honestly now you're just saying yeah, shit because like, what does that even mean? You appreciate what they did for punk? <laughs> like, <laughs> when you see that and you you understand like where they came from. I mean, but that's not a, you don't have to appreciate. I mean, I'm, I'm all I'm just saying this one to be a jerk, but two <laughs> to to the best way to foreshadow <laughs> to foreshadow the road that you may have traveled. Yeah, but like. Yeah, well, I mean, no, who no. Cares? Like, you know, so, they, they, they do anything. L- listen, I appreciate them as, as, you know, the people I stood on their shoulders of that band. Um, mm-hmm. But I could not get around the music, and i I <laughs> okay, figured it, I yeah. figured it out. <laughs> we're talking turkey. I think I figured it out this week. <laughs> what you can't get around. Yeah. Okay. Love that. What? No, they're they're. they're and, and that's what I want to come back to. Yeah, yeah, I'll come back to that. I will come back to that. There's a barrier. Yeah, for me, like, yeah. watching this documentary, like, people are like, oh, it blew my mind. And and maybe it's because of when they when they came upon Minutemen, and it was, like, during that time. Mm. I think, for me, it felt like I had to do some work to figure it out. And that work, yeah. obviously, took, uh, when did this come out? 2005? 2005. So, you know, took a little while. Took a while to, to get there for me. a while. Sometimes it does. And sometimes our tastes change, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'll through, say, uh, I w- watching it, there were definitely moments I was just like, I am shocked Pete doesn't love the Minutemen. Yes. Well, hold on. Let's go. I, let's go. Oh, you want to direct us, Matt? Yeah. What you got, Truefo? I'm, I'm giving you the... I'm giving, I'm giving you... You're I'm, giving, giving I'm getting you, time? Go okay, I'm getting time. Okay. Uh, Jeff, I... I agree with that, but I, I okay, yes. Okay, hold <laughs> Am on. I wrapping it, it up? Wrap it up. Yeah. Okay, I gotta wrap it up. Okay, <laughs> we might have to make you take the beret off because it's actually putting breaks on the podcast. You're, you're at this editing. Point. Your editing is going to be painful this week because it's. I know be you're quick. setting up for a conversation later in the on a Sunday night where you're going to be like, "Ugh, this thing is killing me." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wait, hold on. We haven't even we haven't like you guys are getting into really good meat of, okay. um, of what we should talk about, <laughs> but I haven't even given my little. And Pete oh. said, you know, when when people came upon the Minutemen who like in this movie are talked about, right? Yes, <laughs> yes. And I want to say like okay, I truly you know, once, again you once, might once, have to get rid of the beret, but <laughs> when I came upon a midnight dreary while I pondered weak and weary oh. over many so quaint and curious <laughs> volume of forgotten lore. While I nodded, nearly napping, suddenly there came a tapping, as of some gentle rapping, rapping at my chamber door. And that's when I discovered the, um, I don't know. Okay, so let's talk about the movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you are giving yourself such a nightmare editing job. Well, this is all staying in. Yeah, I hope not. <clears throat> but go on. <laughs> okay, let's, let's do it. Let's hop right in. Guys, you guys... I Jeff, might give me like some, your give me video. Some back. <laughs> <laughs> it truly is not helping anything. <laughs> All right. I know you want to stick to it, but it's really frustrating. <laughs> Where do we go? You, <laughs> ain't wrong. Uh, Wait, I, I forgot about that 15-minute diversion at the beginning. My God. <laughs> Gotta got remember how it was 15 minutes ago. 
Kevin Bro. We haven't even started talking about the documentary that you want us to do. You put the brakes on to have us not have a good conversation so that you could dick around. What are we doing? <laughs> okay, let's go. Let's I would go. like to. You keep telling us to stop the conversation. No, no, no. Let's let's keep it going. Let's roll, keep rolling. We got. Let's let's take another one. Let's take another. Let's do it. Let's go. We got it. All right. Are we just talking about the movie. Keep opinions out. Was that? <laughs> I can't, Matt. Really, truly. <laughs> I am I so tired. I'm so tired, and I, I can't what fathom did he say? how tired what you did he are. Say? He said, "Do you want us to talk about the movie or what?" <laughs> Yeah, I said, let's keep it going. Oh my God. <laughs> roll. <laughs> you can roll, too, by just let's... talking. <laughs> so this movie, We Jam a Cano, um, it, it was a, Jeff texted us earlier in the week, and he said, there's something frustrating about this movie, or I might, you know, something. I'm, I don't remember exactly what you said. I think said, he said, I might have set us back. I think I, yeah, well, I said that. I, I don't know. Is that because you thought, bit. like, Jeff, did you say that because you thought this is a step down? I, so, I, in general, if we're talking about the actual documentary, like I think it's a it's a pretty good documentary. I think it's competent, like it works, mm-hmm. but it felt like we were watching it, it, for the first time in a while because of some of the ones we picked. I felt like we were watching a documentary we have already seen. Like it was like because hmm, of the uh, exact same quality or heads, like, yeah. exact same talking heads, exact same kind of quality. Uh, it's also varying degrees, actually, of quality. Uh, uh, and a lot of the, a little bit where I was just like, I know this is about the Minutemen, but I somehow feel like I've heard this story before. And part of it is because I read that SST book like this week. So Mm. it's just like in my head. Part of it was like, I was like, some of this has kind of been covered in other docs we've done. And, uh, and also when we get this, this is the problem we can run in sometimes is when we get the same talking heads. Like I was like, how many times are we going to listen to Keith Morris? Like talk about a band. He didn't and, do his typical, what you got to understand part, but he was what, pretty, what did it? He was pretty close. Yeah. But yeah. someone else would chime in. Like, that's the thing yeah. is like, they all, it was a lot of the same move. So it just felt like, we had had like sign of like some documentaries. I think I also realized that something I uh, haven't completely recognized is uh, is that I know it's not an actual documentary, but like when I was watching it, I also like looked over my bookshelf and I was like, "Oh right, like our band could be your life." Right. Mm-hmm. I forget how much of the information I'll see in a documentary. And be like, "Don't I know this already?" And it will be because yeah. I read it in "Our Band Could Be Your Life." I agree with you, Jeff. I mean, I think I enjoyed this movie, but there was definitely times where I tuned out here and there. Like, there's yeah. a lot of live footage from probably the same shows. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wanted more <clears throat> details. Uh, there's not a lot about, like, touring. And, um, you know, they. I think they focus on... There is a lot of talking heads, so there's a lot of focus on you know this band sort of being the band and um you know expanding people's minds about what punk is and they hadn't mm-hmm. heard anything like this um but it, that just seems to be the narrative which is a good i mean i think that they're an important band but it 
didn't go further for me beyond that. Like I, I wanted more of that information about like, oh, they toured in Europe with Black Flag. Like, I would love to know more about that. Or yeah. um, more about the REM tour. To yeah, like, like that stuff. Like they, it's just like thrown in there. But I think that would make it more well-rounded um, just to like understand, like you'd see them playing at a large festival, but I didn't really, You're I like, didn't why have an appreciation or like, right. It's like, <laughs> are they just playing VFW halls? Did they get huge? Are they playing huge shows? Right. Uh, and there's like, you know, discussions about, I forget who says if it's John Doe or someone was talking about them, like, you know, can't imagine them playing like huge venues or, or amphitheaters and yeah. things like that. Um, and I was like, but I think they were playing those places. <laughs> right. Um, we just saw footage of them. Yeah. So that, that I was just kind of like, but there was only like wondering. 10 people there. Cause it was on that, the that side. Was like yeah. Very. Well, that's the thing, yeah. but what was the, uh, cause I'm assuming that was the REM tour. And uh, I opening up. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It could have been, I think we're also coming off of three uh-huh. documentaries that, you know, we, with descendants all with, um, Bad Brains and with Beyond, they all were telling this narrative of the band, but there's sort of like this plot line that's happening and made it more than just like, here's who the band is and sort of what happened. I think Um, that's a super important point because it's like only now that I'm kind of realizing and I'm not necessarily saying this a negative way. Like I was just like, besides... D Boone passing away. Like, I was like, is it just that, like, their story's just not, like, super interesting? Like, yeah, I mean, there's a lot that of they're focus. just, like, an important band. And it's just like, when a band is just like We Jam Akano, you're just like, yeah. It's like, it's a little bit like uh, this will be denigrating to us. It's like following us on tour <laughs> or like Sinaloa on tour or like you know what I mean like where it's just like it's not <laughs> but like Orchid or Sinaloa where you're just like it's not that exciting there could have probably been more of a narrative I think there was a lot of time spent on the origins and how Watt and Dee Boone got to know each other there's that whole scene of like him jumping out of the tree and they're great friends right. and and that whole idea of like you know we didn't know how to play and we thought that you know, you didn't have to tune strings. You just like, you like it loose or you like it tight. And a guitar, right. guitar, bass is a guitar that has four strings. And But then, so there's a lot of detail around that. And then you get to the band and it's more about just their sound and how great they were, but not, it doesn't go further. It's a barrage it of a billion people saying they could actually play their instruments. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. And then it just, you know, you keep going through that, and then you get to the end, and then he dies. Mm-hmm. I think if they had gone further and, like, you know, kind of lean more into those feelings and the grappling after that would be... Right. Could take it a step further if you wanted to go that way. Or just give me more about, like, the details of the band and, like going on tour and and that stuff yeah for me for me for me i mean for me (laughs) (laughs) go go all the way back to the first thing jeff said and when you're like it feels familiar this came out before american hardcore and not that it's not like i mean you're talking about your you know like oh i watched it and it's like you know you see it before i get that 
But I'm just thinking, like, if we put it in, like, the order in which it came out, what came out before this? When I think Boston American all, Hardcore. All, all, American Hardcore, I think, 2006. It? Yep. Yeah, and so this I'm just is saying, what, 2005. Like, this, I know the thing you're talking about, and I under like I admit it, it's like it is all the same talking heads, and they're doing a, like a variation on the thing that they do, but that might be part of our like part of that feeling that I you know I share with you might be just our perspective on it, not not about you know you know it is our perspective you know because like we watched American Hardcore more recently, we watched All Ages more recently, we watched all these ones, you know um, the DC one which have all these guys in them, but this one was actually preceded all of those. So, so there's just that point. I, you know, just noting that. But then the other thing is that, so that's a long way of saying, or a short way of saying, um, these guys would, I will say just to throw in our band could be your life came out in 2001. So that might even be part of it. When I realized that like the story of the Minutemen. I was like, oh, I read it yeah. in that version. Now I'm just seeing the visual version of that story, which yeah. maybe felt more. Yeah, that's I, why I wish I had reread it, because in my mind, I'm like, I think this, the chapter is more compelling than, than some the of the way that, than the doc is how the information is delivered. I mean, I think I feel I, like there's got to be a compelling story here. You've got like a very early punk band that's figuring out that sounds completely different than what else is on the map and they're they're saying we are punk sure and people are like you know you're you're you were like changing the the course of what people perceive punk is and it does i mean i was watching this movie and i was like this is the uh this is like if this doesn't have is it punk mikey day written all over it like this is the documentary that goes along with matt's game show because there is that whole thing of like, you know, when so like when we're talking about like when Matt texted us, it was just like, "Does Earth Crisis sound like minor threats?" <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and I was just like, what? "Does the Minutemen sound like minor threat?" Like, uh, what is this? <laughs> I think there was. I think there wasn't a, a story here in the same way there was in lots of the other ones. And you know, there was. A, I mean, it was just kind of like a here's the moves that the band went through. And again, you're right. Like it left out the touring and things like that. It's a little drier, I guess. I, it is drier. I would say that I would agree with that. I think, I think it was meant to be different or work differently. It was almost like, here's this very, you know, the, the, it's almost felt as if the history was just a necessary propulsive force in the movie what they wanted to do was, or the two guys wanted to do was like, here's what, or someone else talking about what makes the band significant, like a line, right? They ultimately just work to a statement and then they cut to them performing an entire song that is like trying to validate that thing. It was so good. The this, first time, it was good. Like, they have short songs, it, but it did. It did. I mean, just like you know, show my hand about the movie a little bit. It felt a little, a little long. long so like, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. That's why yeah. I'm saying it's good. That the uh, sh- songs were short. Yeah, I know. I mean, but but even but I that agree. said, but I agree. Felt a little long. Yeah. Um, but like, so it's like okay, they they have the line about like watching like oh yeah, we wanted the guitars and the bass to be separate. It was like a political decision, right? Right. And it's it's kind of a unique. An interesting. It's yo. It's like kind of interesting how at that <laughs> You're not moment. Wrong. You're, not You're not wrong. wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, 
because they don't go really into well what what is the political statement that that is saying um but what they rather they what they do is they uh the directors they cut to a song where like the bass and the guitars are like seemingly not really you know like it's very clear that they're doing different things in the song i mean it's that's like a is kind that of because they always do different things with us because it seemed like that was his political belief, like mostly, yeah, th- like this, they went along with it. It's possible. It's it's possible. And he's not there to answer. But I, like, but does it have to be so annoying sounding? <laughs> but I think. But I think even in, that was just an example. But in all of these moments, instead of digging in to, the, they just like they say a declarative statement about what the band does or what the band was about or what the band sounded like, and then boom, you get two minutes. Of an example of it, and it was like point example, point example, point example, and largely that's how the thing is structured. If you think like all those songs are sequenced after the bits, right. not because they're like from a, a particular point in the band's history, but because they validate the like mini thesis that was right before that. Well, they go. And that's with like that. a very different structure. Do you think? Because we've kind of talked, we've talked about before, like a lot of docs. It'll be like. The, the you know the basic thing is here's the history of hardcore or a band, yeah. and then here's the thesis that is kind of coming through. Uh, being in a band yeah. is difficult, or getting old is difficult, right. or the guys in Jawbreaker really hate each right. other. Um, in what do you do? You think this was a collection of mini theses, or do you think like was there a unified? One main thesis, and is uh, yeah, that'll be my first part of that question to you, Matt, especially. I think if you take these all as like, I mean, again, like it's not a, it is about telling the story, sure, but it's about telling this, but it's, about tell, it's more about like these claims to what they were trying to Most do. Most of the time, I think we can we we it. agree upon that. Like almost all the docs, there, there's the thesis of we're going to tell a story, but the successful right. ones that stick with us are when there's like the next level. But the yeah the, so the, the story here what it felt like you know the 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 theme would be the unstated thing so if what the you know the unstated thing that pulls it all together and for a lot of those movies it's like a person it's a it's it's a a lot of the docs that we watch the theme is an emotional it, 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 you 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 connect to it in an emotional register right like beyond the one we the last doc we watched the thing that connected emotionally was like can you go back why do you go back mm-hmm. you know like the kind of like histor- his historicizing your own place in the punk community and and tr- what it means to try to like place yourself i think what makes this interesting this movie yo and it is kind of interesting <laughs> is that you're not wrong you're not wrong <laughs> Is that they're not trying to make an emo- The directors don't seem to be making an emotional point, and it doesn't seem to be one that tries to stretch outside the movie. The overall, the overarching themes to be like the Minutemen are what they say. Do you know? You follow, you follow what I mean by that? Like, like because here's the point they make. We're backing it up in the song. That happens in ev- that's that's the justification for every single musical cue. So ultimately, overall, what does that say? They talk some. They whatever game they talk, they walk they the back walk, it up. They, they talk are, the talk. They talk the talk. Exactly. Nah. That's the way to. Put, yeah, yeah. You're not wrong. You're it's not wrong. <laughs> I mean, I I, yeah. I agree with you that like they are like the I don't know like 
every 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 man, every person's band. They're like the proletariat. Like they, uh, and I think that's the way this is done. I don't know if it was on purpose, but mm-hmm. like, if you haven't watched this, many of the interviews with Mike Watt, he's driving in his van, mm-hmm. or he's which becomes a trope, right? Like he, that's the thing that becomes. It feels like. It feels like oh, it's Mike Watt in the van, wearing the same shirt. This is the first Mike Watt in the van thing because he doesn't have a mustache yeah. and then gets a very Jeff Skunk Baxter from the Doobie Brothers mustache at one point, <laughs> and you're like, wait, but that's the same shirt. Uh, is it for continuity or just Mike Watt has two shirts because right. he's like some of our friends uh, yeah. in our punk world who are a little <laughs> utilitarian. A it's a nice shirt. It's I mean, I truly okay was like, it looks like it's got a nice. <laughs> I would wear that shirt, but. Uh, got some, uh, got some. Oh, sorry, Pete. So, yeah, I think I think that that whether it was done on purpose, like I do think there is that piece that connects with who they were as a band. You know, like they talk about the whole thing about like We Jam Econo. Like he talks about them recording um, a song for some comp, and they talk the guy into doing three you know another song but it's actually three songs and so like or they wanted to do um the cover art i don't know if i if this was in this or because i was watching some other interview the cover art for um one of the records or whatever yeah for how that it was going to be from national geographic but then that was so expensive so they just did like black and white art so there is that element of like well we're not gonna not that we're cheap but it's like we're gonna do this the way we want to do it and what our budget is or whatever that might be. Um, and maybe that was the approach with the doc in some ways. Uh, but I also think like you get to, you know, like I think Mike Watt is just like who he is that he's not like, he's not going to be putting on a suit and tie or no. like, Oh, let's get this. Like, I mean, he's sitting on a couch with a Pettibon like piece of art that's just like like just thrown there, and then all these CDs, and then a picture of him and D Boone, I think was what it was. Like he, yeah, and I was just like, that this was is set the up weirdest like collection. Yeah, but, but so it was I'll just go to done that like, haphazardly. It's like, well, here but it is, here's and, the thing. That's also a question that maybe fits into when I was trying to figure out the theme, and if they were going for something that maybe I wasn't getting or it somehow was connected to like a Minutemen ethos because a a lot of the talking heads are holding some crazy crap. Like it's like, like spot is outside holding (laughs) a broken banjo. I'm pretty sure Thurston Moore is holding not only a guitar, but a fake bird, fake bird, fake bird. I had to rewind. It was like, is that a real bird? No, it's a fake bird. And there's a couple, and it's, it kind of keeps going like they will be, or they will be like, they're interviewing, I keep wanting to say, just like another dude from Saccharid Trust, but it'll be like, did so he, many there's trusts. a fair amount of people that you're like, were they aware they were going to get interviewed today? <laughs> or did they just show up as they came out of like the gym combined with, well, no, not yeah. combined with that, or is the theme their friendship, Watt and D Boone? And and that part of it, like, and I was like, wait, is this me trying to maybe give leeway or it is intentional that like part of the holes or the lacking sometimes in the story was because D Boone just isn't there. So it's like it's never going to be a complete representation of a band that uh, 
you know, unlike uh, it's, it, you know, I want to compare them to Black Flag because it's like first and second SST release. The more we go further into Black Flag, I'm just like, whoa, this band <laughs> should not have existed. Uh, Gregan's work ethic is actually bad. Like, it actually doesn't really make sense. It's a psychotics work ethic that uh, pushes people away and doesn't necessarily make the equation to make great music all the time. Like, it's just, like, a way to alienate people and and isn't uh, economically even smart at all, like, the way they toured. Like, versus We Jam Meccano, it's, like, it's three guys and they fight like brothers, and that makes sense to me, but they don't fight, like psychotic people who are right. sociopaths <laughs> like it was a lot of black right. flag or are mentally broken in a way where you're like god damn it rollins like you should have just not been on tour like hug but somebody. that would be an that would be an interesting um the minutemen aren't a com- behind the music i maybe that's part like it's like black flag is a behind the music the minutemen is like weird al yankovic's behind the music even though weird al yankovic is a surprisingly sad story in there but it's I like, think I would. Yeah, I think I might disagree with that, but I think I'll come back I to mean, that. But yeah, I think I'd like that you the, to back I that think, up. But <laughs> so my first point is that it would be interesting to uh, compare and contrast what you were saying, Jeff. Is like Black Flag would be a behind the music band, and you think Minutemen would not? And I wonder if there's a correlation with that with what you're saying. Is that Minutemen were founded? in like a deep friendship before they forged a full band. And so like, is, is that part of it? Whereas black flag are like, you know, you're changing through people. I'm sure some of them were good friends, but you are going through a bunch of band members and you know, the, the constant is Greg Ginn and maybe, you know, he is not a great constant now. So there's that. He's not. (laughs) And then the other thing is that I do. And he also maybe practiced way too much to be, just that level of guitar (laughs) the other piece is that to i do think that there's a story there for minutemen that could be a good behind the music but it has to go past the band like i think in listening to interviews with mike watt and the work that he i think tried to do after d boone died you know like he wrote these he calls them operas i guess they're operas um and i think one of them is grappling with that um with the death of d boone and so i think that is like a obviously it's a separate story but it could keep going of like you know how firehose comes to be how is he um which i'll say processing corporate sucks the sst book does kind of get into that which is that's partly maybe Good. why it's like the downside is like after reading that, like it got into like Kira mm. and him being in their relationship and Kira was like helping him process and she had to go back to college and, and you know she was at you know university. And they like, were in a relationship. Yeah, I did not know uh, that they were married. Uh, and like they were get into house. I know that they did. Yeah. They put records out together. I didn't know they were married. They con- continue to put records out after they divorced, mm. which is impressive and mm. unbelievable to me. Uh, um, yeah. Does it talk in the book about um, how Thurston Moore is like the guy who got him to start playing music again? Yeah, after D- does that kill you, Matt? It's wild. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 humanizing. I think it in, did. Uh, I think it did. 
Yeah, it's just it's humanizing. Yeah, I didn't know that they're the that they're the same age. I always think Thurston is a little bit younger. He's got a baby face. Yeah, I was watching an. In, they did an interview where they're just like chatting together. I maybe didn't need the yeah. camera to get so close on Thurston's face. Uh, like there was a lot of that but, where it was like it. Like well, I think it, they did it with Flea, <laughs> where it's like close and then it backs up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. I just wanted to see that Lakers jersey. There's like stories there. It would have to go further, so on. You know, this kind of thing. Like to like actually follow Mike Watt to to see the story. Mm-hmm. And then I think it's I think it's kind of interesting that and this is what Jeff was saying. Like about the, some of the stuff they showed in the beginning of what are you laughing at? Pete? That's getting there? kind of interesting. It's kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and Jeff was talking about like um, how they focused on them in the beginning, and it's like. It almost seems like the way they focus on them, the friendship in the beginning, um, is not really in the service. It is. It's to establish like a human connection between them and to show that the band is like, you know, like a brotherly relationship. But it's also like they lean so heavily onto these guys were into rock. And not only were they into rock, it was Cream, it was Credence, Credence. it was Blue Oyster Cult, right? And it was one. they don't even talk about the Stooges at that point, but like it's like these, th- these like three or four bands. I because those are the and, bands they covered on records. I don't know if they did a Stooges cover. Yeah, but I read something that like Dee Boone really only listened to one rock and roll band until he was like discovered punk, right? You know, and and I think that's kind of interesting. I think that's yeah, you know, it's kind of interesting, <laughs> but it's also relevant because it's they're establishing the friendship between them about how like they had this idea which is kind of legible of what rock is it's this kind of like blue blue collar rock and roll like credence and, and blue oyster cult you know and they brought and and so it, it what it does is it not only establishes the friendship it establishes the blue collar kind of credo you know like like kind of authenticity or whatever the fuck they want to call it in this movie and then the whole thing is when they discover punk it's like oh we can do this too we can take this blue collar rock and roll vibe and mix it with punk so it really is about the friendship and it's about the history of the band but it's actually at the same time about locating the band in 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 a like a in a rock and roll genealogy and that seems or a tradition and that seems really significant or really important for Watt cuz Watt's always talking about like the community, the scene, like I mean, he he uses all that kind of like in- inclusive language of like what this thing is, and it's not just music. It's like, oh, we thought you had to go play this kind of club, and then we discovered that every, and then you know we discovered you could be anybody, and then at the L- and I re- I was listening to some other interview where he's talking about how all of the people who were be- fans of the Minutemen and, and Firehose early on were players. He kept calling them players. They're not mm-hmm. fans. They're players. I don't want fans. I want listeners. And I think that kind of like worldview, it's really important for the movie to set up the Credence thing early on, the Blue Oyster Cult. It's like, no, 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 no. Blue collar background. And then we kind of brought that stuff, whatever, whatever it is, that kind of like culture of rock and roll, that we mix that with punk. Mm-hmm. So... It's both established, long story short, it's establishing the friendship, but it's also kind of locating the Minutemen. So if this movie is always, again, like what I think, it's like, we are who we say we are. It's just a, it's a way of establishing who they are. It's like, they're the blue collar punk band. Yeah. They make the show for the working class. Think about your location and, and cost, et cetera. 
and we got the bona fides. Look, look where we came from. We're just which two again dudes goes into the play- appreciation. Wish I musically liked them because I'm just like great. Because like yeah. again, when you read, yeah, it's like I think Black Flag gets the credit and they get the like Black Flag set up. I that I think I joked this to you like both of you like the past week or two where it's like Black Flag gets the credit for this is the system we all then used for touring, but also it was a bad system. Like, how they did it was yeah. bad. Like, it was like, you shouldn't be touring yeah. like that. It's not, it's not human to yourself. Like, it's like, and, and, and it's working hard, not working smart. Like, sort of playing. Right. Versus uh, Minutemen, at least in, like, the, what there's presented, actually feels closer, uh, uh, closer, uh, and like kind of beliefs and ethics to I think you know mostly like the worlds like we came from like uh, the hardcore yeah. like scene we came from uh, I think especially like college era and right after sure. uh, versus Black Flag like it's like Black Flag it just felt like it feels like as I read more it's like they just kind of just didn't stop and didn't think about it versus Minutemen thought about it and like there was a thought process behind what they were doing. I think what I wanted when we talked about how this this documentary didn't go I guess as far into the band as as I would want. I don't know. I won't speak for either yeah. of you. Um I loved it. Is <laughs> I well, like the, what you were just talking about <laughs> about Black Flag Jeff setting sort of the kind of the gold standard or the or paving the way to say this is how you tour and then um, and people adopting that is I'm curious like as the band grew like that's what I couldn't tell is they seem mm. so dedicated to like you know the whole I don't want like you know we jam a cano like to to stick by those um, rules I guess uh, but I wanted to know more about like what did that look like so like understanding what a tour was like for them and who was doing what and you know did they change as they got bigger or did more records oh, i mean it sounds like the sound of all i think definitely. we know what the question is pete wants to be asking yeah did they live off this band <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'm not going to lie that's all I was you were wa- thinking about <laughs> i'm not going to lie like i was wondering like where's where's mike watt going in that van right now is he sure. where's he working what's he yeah. doing does yeah. he live off of this? Is he not? But is he, is he just jamming a cano and light? Like, is he doing, like, you know, like, look. Is he th- living off minimum royalties? I don't think so. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, according to that SST book, it doesn't seem like anybody's getting well, their, their proper royalties from except, SST. Yeah, except but, Greg. Uh, uh, I, mean, I mean, now I would guess Stooges stuff may be related. Oh, right, right, right. But it is, I mean, yes. I mean, there's no getting... I first. I think you and I are, but you more than me, especially, <laughs> are so hooked on it. But it does come up in my brain all the time. Like, I just want to know, like... So you got a, uh, got a spreadsheet there <laughs> for your economics? Like, how many royalties you pulling in? How much is your rent? Like, are you, are you uh, eating beans out of a can? How <laughs> 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 a cano are you jamming? <laughs> um, I mean, I have no doubt. I, I would imagine on that REM tour, you know, they're probably uh, sleeping on floors or, well, I don't know what they were doing, but probably in that same van. Um, oh, I would imagine. 
and they're actually slummy, having worse know? drives because REM is, if they're that, like in a bus maybe, uh, and not getting paid possibly even as much as they were getting paid at clubs. But that was the first REM record, right? Like, yeah, were, I mean, that's early in like their career. That's like 80. So was that stadium, maybe. not REM tour? Well, that's what that that is. What I mean, that's the I question we want to know. Right. I mean, I guess so. Never mind. I don't know. It could um, be, yeah. or they could have been. I don't know, playing some festivals or, or something. or maybe it was like a college show <laughs> where you're like, why exactly are we getting paid this much? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have money you need to spend because it's just in the budget. Cool, cool. Um, yeah, I think that's the part that I just can't really understand. Is like, how big were they then? Or right. not big. Right. Um, uh, yeah, because it's yeah. mostly people just saying how these guys could play their instruments. These guys do you really think do it's it. like... Do you think it's like um, not in there by design? I mean, it's... Because you, when you were talking, before I realized that you were going to ask about, like, do they live off this? That, that was your question. Um, wasn't my question. I was curious. <laughs> I mean, it was... It's, definitely, it was it's always question. Pete's question. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not hey, wrong. Uh, speaking of, hey, wrong. bands, yeah. if you're out there and on tour and you listen to Doc's Till Death, send us an email that simply just answers, do you live off this? <laughs> and if so, how? Because <laughs> at least yeah. one of us would love a detailed breakdown at all times of every band. <laughs> I am always interested. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I, think there's the, um, I think there's the thing of... When you were asking the question, I was thinking of the Merce record and like how like they talk like they get to the point where they start talking about them changing, or they, they how mm-hmm. after Double Nickel and the Dime they make this pop like not pop but a more kind of accessible record, and they don't talk about why, not that they have to, but they definitely don't talk about, you know, like I mean the closest you get to an understanding of how a fan how the fans received this if i'm if i'm remembering correctly is watt talking about double nickel on the dime and how no one understood that that was really about doing the speed limit on route 10 mm-hmm. is that intentional is there a way in which this movie again it's just like here's the band here's what they say here's what they're doing mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter if anyone is do is 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 or how they're succeeding in the world or not it's just they're doing it cuz it almost does it seems like there's so many moments where you're like wait why did they... 90% of the talking heads are just there to be effusive. You know what I mean? Like, it really... like that. It's They don't mm-hmm. really bring information versus other docs as much. Like, and, they, and, and, and the information they do bring is being psyched on the Minutemen. Uh, which, again, is that just the thesis? Is just like they were the bands that everybody loved? And why aren't we talking about the Minutemen more? Like, is that the thesis of it? Um... I, th- I think the reason those guys are in there is because the same way you talk about—I mean, you talk about it with other movies where they have some like doofus in an otherwise really good movie uh-huh. because that doofuses like bring in people. You know what I mean? Sure. Or, like not that these guys are doofuses, but like it's just valid. It's 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 more like it's it's like oh, it's not just Mike Watt saying it; it's, it's all everyone. these other people saying yeah. shit. It's echoes. Yeah. If you got Jello saying something, you got gold, baby. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but also, I made me think. Too Matt, when we talked with uh, to Justin Wilson, Justin, just the legwork that it took to get. He talked a lot about how, you know, just being 
such a heavy lift to get all these people to do it and the timing. Um, they had a lot of people in this. Yeah. 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 Maybe they did uh, yeah, and ambush some of these people. Yeah. Maybe I, maybe I guessed right. <laughs> 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 and they, like, tricked them also into signing the papers every once in a while by, like, being like, hi, you have a package? You just need to sign for it? <laughs> Boom, I got your release. <laughs> You're on camera. Let's go. How'd you feel about the Minutemen? <laughs> oh, he started playing with his fingers on this record. Great. Got it. Move on. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, also, I think like, you know, and what we we're kind of just saying there, it's like the it, part of it is just the hope that it would like change us a little bit on this band mm-hmm. that I do respect. Uh, but it's because it is like, even like watching it again, I, it actually in some ways was like the perfect mix to me of like the DTD crew because I was like, it is weird to me that Pete doesn't like this sometimes. Just because I would be like, all right. Say, say more there. I would just be like, we, you know, because because they are a little bit like I said before, one of the it, it's a plus and a minus when someone pointed out like, you know, in punk rock, there didn't have to be these parameters. But it was just like, but with these yes. parameters means there's going to be a lot of bands that maybe I don't like some of the moves they do. Uh and so because they kind of move around, like, I'm not saying everything, but there would certainly, because there's so much live footage, there would certainly be enough at least moments, if not full songs, that I would be like, oh, I get it for, like, this is Discordy. Like, this is closer to, like, Discord music. This is what I imagine Lungfish sounds like sometimes, even, like, uh, I could be completely wrong, but I was just like... And just in my mind, like, I, oh, and then I would just be like, okay, that, and then there would certainly be a part where I was like, well, I don't think this is for anyone in this group, <laughs> not oh. for anyone in the world, but like in this trio. And then even for me, like you mentioned, like, as they talk about like that, they're in a lot of ways, like the classic rock punk bands and not in yep. a fucking Greg Ginn loves the Grateful Dead because... Again, still, sorry, Pete, they're the worst. But, uh, you know, the fact that it is like, and we loved Credence, and we loved Blue Oyster Cult. And I'm like, yeah, but why don't you click with me then? <laughs> like, these are all of, like, my polls as well. Uh, and then for, and then while I'm watching, I'm like, well, none of this exactly reeks Matt Morahan. But I also could definitely see him throwing us a curveball because that's his style, as we talked about, and just letting us know, yeah, he's come around on him. Like, and then me and I, Pete I would be around. even more perplexed, but because we would be like, why? What <laughs> elements in there? Like, the closest is when they mention like pop group, and then maybe beef art, but then yeah, Funkadelic came in. Because even for me, I was like, all right, well, Beefheart's the thing. Because I'm still just like, I don't really like Beefheart. I think it's like, it never has worked for me. Like, I just like, I, it mm. sounds exhausting still. Um, uh, Jeff, you got to give Safe as Milk a try. I mean, like, God. you know, Trout Mask replicas are really hard in for a lot of yeah. people. I get it. I get it. Get it. I'll listen to that. Know, and then I'll go listen to Swordfish Trombone. There you uh, go. And, there and you put go. my pork pie hat on. And then really 
figure it out, man. And then, oh, listener, and then I'm really into Zappa, brother. Right oh, now. man. But even that's like mentioning mm. Prague. I mean, I have the same beef where, like, constantly I'm just like, why don't I like Zappa? I'm supposed to. <laughs> like, but. Zappa's a real hard Zappa's really hard to listen. Like, I've had many people threaten to Sorry, rats. sorry, sorry, sorry with hot rats. Yeah, I'd started many sorry, times. Sorry, sorry, with hot rats. I think I've bought and sold hot rats yeah. like five times at this point. Yeah. <laughs> you can't have a cover that looks that cool. And then the music turned me off. I mean, I truly almost just bought it again because Matt Barry was on an Amoeba What's in My Bag. And he's like, I bought the Hot Rats. And I was like, oh, okay. Matt Barry likes it. Maybe I should give a listen. And I was like, god damn it. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know. Like, it, it, it should. I think, again, that's what's so perplexing. Like, it, it feels like it should hit yeah. musically. Um, well, you said you said you keep saying why it should, but then earlier when I, I asked to come back to it, so look, I am I am a generous co-host. Wow. I'm going to bring back. I'm going to. You bring think you're a co-host? Back, I'm going to. Wow. <laughs> what do you think, I, I mean, it feels like you think you're the host and we're the sous chefs. Thank you. That's what it feels like tonight. <laughs> I or think this morning. That's a mixed metaphor. Really? I think that's a mixed metaphor, Pete. Mm. Really? Do you want to um, tell me more about but, that? Uh, no, I'm going to ask you just to pause in, in my ear for a little bit uh, so I can ask wow. asking Jeff this question. <laughs> um, but Jeff, you br- brought up earlier um, genre. And so you keep saying why you think – all these reasons you think you should like this band. Mm-hmm. Um, but did Pete leave? <laughs> did Pete really leave? Where'd you go? <laughs> 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 pull his butt for I mean, a you second. told me you told me to you told me to turn my voice off, so wow. I just thought maybe didn't want to, so I stop my video, and you get that crazy. Picture. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Pete. Can you come back? I'm sorry. Welcome to my school, <laughs> Pete. Pete, we need you on this project. Okay, we need Proj. you. This is a project. Buy Proj. in on this project. We need your buy. We jab a cano on this project with you, Pat. We need. <laughs> Your contributions. We need all those things. We need we need full investment because this kind of thing doesn't get off the ground. It doesn't work if we don't have everyone's full investment. <laughs> Your energy is really selling me right now. So okay. So what I was saying, to Pete, uh, saying to Jeff was you 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 want to like them for their classic rock, all this shit. But you also mentioned earlier that you like genre. And they seem, I think, what you were suggesting before, to not really f- do the genre thing f- that you like in, in, in punk rock music. Is that right? They might be the we like all types of music <laughs> punk band. <laughs> yeah. Like a little bit of like, what type of music are you into? Oh, I just like all types of music. I was like, well, that just means you like a lot of types of music, not that much. Like, AK, you don't really know it. Interesting. So you haven't come around on them. In listening to them for a week, it hasn't really changed your um, thoughts on them all that much. No. There was whatever the last song was that they ended with. I kind of stopped writing songs down. Could it have been Little Man with a Gun in His Hand? Yes. Yeah. I wrote, Little Man with a Gun in His Hand works well enough for me. I get it with this performance. Uh, I could imagine them being good live. And they're not a band. I think this is, again, like thinking about qualifying bands. 
they're not a band I I even think is bad. Like I know we often say the like it's just not for me as a nice way to say your taste sucks. My taste is great. <laughs> but <laughs> I truly am just like maybe they're just not for me. Like most of it is not for me. Uh and at and and there's now like a little bit of like at this point there's so much music in the world. Why am I working so yeah. hard to be into them more? Um hmm. uh yeah, there were parts that there definitely yeah. the you know with the amount of live footage there was more that kind of clicked with my tastes, but there was enough like kind of like country punk stuff, um, and but that's and the, the tone also is it like I, there's uh, I get I think I appreciate Watts bass playing, but it it's it is like nonstop like i just like you know kind of want the riffs to come through yeah. a little bit more when i'm listening to them too funky yeah, I get too that. funky for yeah it. yeah might be did you have it did you have um a, you you suggested the other day pete that you had a a turnaround on the band is this true that was just today what um, it's twelve ten a.m. Okay, all right. Thank yes. you. Booyah! Wow! Wow! <laughs> yep, yep. I mean, it wasn't. Today was the. I really spent. I spent a lot of time with them. I was doing some yard work, and I was jamming Econo. It, nice. Uh, yeah. I I think what I realized is that I want. I don't know what it, when I tried to first listen to them, but watch this doc. <laughs> Matt, you look so cute right now. Um, and don't cancel me for that. Um, and everybody is saying Double Nickels on the Dime is like the album. It, it's yeah. like mind-blowing. It's top, top 500 Rolling Stone, top 100, whatever it might be. One of the best punk albums. Um yeah, I, that is Rolling Stone. I was going to say, I will say Rolling Stone might like the Minutemen a little bit too much for me to get into them. <laughs> Just based on that, you're like, yeah, I would have liked you, but Rolling Stone. Yeah, really you got that out. Rolling Stone seal of approval. And it kind of made me give less of a chance to you. <laughs> so um, I realized that was, the ol- that was the album and probably the only album I w- tried to get into them. Mm-hmm. And this might be a hot take. It's just too long of an album. It's, it's I, pretty long. For me, like, for and me? I think we all agree. I think we all agree. Uh, when I go to a show, I don't need, I don't need an hour-long set. When yeah. I buy an album, we like 30 minutes. We don't minutes, all agree on that, but. Okay. Um, when I kept trying to listen to that album, one, like to, I think to Jeff's point, is that the genre is all over the place, which could work, but it's it's just it's too much. It's all over, and so that was the album I kept going to, and so what I did this week and and today was like start from the beginning, and I that gave me a better appreciation and understanding of. And I don't know why I hadn't done this before. I think because of how all over the place, um, uh, double nickels is is that I just assumed that was kind of where they're at. 
And I would say the earlier stuff is mm-hmm. not as much, and it gave me a better appreciation of one, their ability to play, as we saw everybody saying in this, but also they, you know, the, like some of the songs are just are really good, uh, and I had a better appreciation for that and found a lot that I liked. Try to be as honest as you can. <laughs> I'm an when I'm asking an honest question, all I want is honest answers. I'm an honest man. You are a very honest man. You're one of the more honest sometimes, men sometimes. that I know. So, except for when you lie. What uh, I know... Is this going to be a Panthers question? <laughs> Do you just want to talk about my... my Did you my... like the second LP or the first LP of Things Are Strange Better? Just be honest with me. Um, was it a dumb You know what? I liked, when, I liked that thing when you could play them at the same time that you guys wanted everyone to do. Yes. And it was like, whoa, there is like a third voice coming out. Yeah. But you had to do it to... Uh, you can match it up to the movie Saving Silverman. Yes. Um, and it really yes. worked, I thought. Um, no, let, you have to be honest. Was it a bad move to have our uh, first Vice record be a double LP and not what they wanted? No. Uh, what I was no. going to ask you... Is, no, it wasn't. It was a great idea. No, my, uh, my honest question is, I know we are generally... This happens often. We'll sometimes have... A documentary where we're like, oh, I'm going to turn around. I think I might have turned around on this band. And we're talking about it. Do you, at this point, see yourself going back to Minutemen Records? You enjoyed them. You got it more. Do you see in your, like, cycle of music being like, you know what? This might actually shift into the rotation. It's mm. a good question. Check back to me in a couple of weeks, and we'll talk about it. Okay, great. I, uh, <laughs> all right, all right so Matt, you've got a fashion um, fashion corner. What are we calling this? Yes. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. yes. fashion. <laughs> Tell us, what do we got? So, we have, some, we have some very kind of iconic punk looks, or whatever they call them now, okay? Looks? Um, Captain Sensible. I'm kind of doing a little Captain Sensible right now. You definitely are. The, um, there's also. I'm over here doing a pig champion. So. <laughs> 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 there's, you know, there's the Susie Sue. I don't, I don't need to get into. You know, there's just so many like kind of like iconic Luke's that become. You want to you uh, want to see some Luke's? Watch Pistol and check out our next yeah. episode. But go on. Oh, for sure. <laughs> And that, that people replicate, you know, there's people who are into these things. Mike Watts, Luke, on the mm-hmm. cover of the, I remember the, v, the, the DVD cover, and it's the, the cover of the movie, or the, like the main image, is him wearing that like army jacket, flannel shirt, jeans, shaved head, like very classic Luke. You know, very Mike Watt Luke. It is funny and that the picture that is the cover of the poster for the movie is a is a Luke that they don't usually wear at all. Who? Ever. The Mike Man. Watts is wearing the Mike Watts wearing the flannel, isn't he? And the one that's on the main poster for Ouija Amakano, they all have shaved heads. They all kind of look like they're wearing like more army gear. Yeah. George Hurley so, does not have his crazy hair. Hair. Yeah. Are right, we right? Are we spelling? Can I get the spelling of Luke? Are we doing L-E-W-K? L-E-W-K. Luke. Okay, I just yes. want to make sure I'm pronouncing Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. okay. Um, We're all on the same page. Yes. So, 
But Mike Watt talks about wearing the flannel, and he yeah. talks. Does he talk about it in the movie with when it being a um, credence thing? No, I don't think so. so. I read. I think some, it was I, probably I, another interview you watched. I watched an interview, part of my research, that Watt didn't know how to play the bass, and he's like, "How do I like prove my mm-hmm. worth in this mm-hmm. band? How do I, how do I, um, sh- you know, pr- show that I belong?" And he's like, "Well, I gotta wear the. Like, I gotta look at like." Credence Clearwater and there weren't flannels on the cover of the records and like flannels is like what rock and roll guys wear so it's it's uh, what's the guy's Which name also from? reminds me that that is like the same Luke that you, <laughs> you uh, and not Whack Pack Luke but our but that's the same Luke every time I know that in college you were like you know Jeff you should wear this Luke who and me? your basis yes and your basis Luke it was kind of a Watt outfit, but your basis is you showed me the back. You were like, we were looking at Clickitat Hikitawi. And you were like, mm. this is what you should be looking like more so. You kind of have so it. You should do it even more. It was, it was, a hair, it was hair and, you, you a- and I think flannel with like whatever. Wait a minute. Um, so Matt was, a, was giving you personal... Matt was my personal like, stylist. He was Matt stylist? was my personal stylist in Orchid. Look at, yeah. look at this hat what? I'm wearing. Yeah. Look at this hat I'm wearing. Who, I, I see I, it. Who, I see it. How, I, I give you've fashion, seen, I, I give, you've I seen most of the advice. outfits you're wearing when we do these. Uh, you weren't giving me any uh, styling tips. I, I didn't know that I... Speaking of not getting Weird Al, what were you... Uh, your Weird Al hair in college. But I digress. Ooh. I digress. Oh, let's not talk <laughs> about that, <laughs> okay? <laughs> That's hold off on. Let's get back to this point. So, so Mike Watt, flannel shirt... Army jacket. Yes. Yes. Taking full inspiration for his Luke from... Um, I keep wanting to say I keep wanting to say George Thorogood, who I know is not the singer from Credence. What's the guy's no. name? Uh, uh, John Fogarty. There you go. John Fogarty. So there's like one of the Credence records. John Fogarty is wearing jeans, flannel shirt, army jacket. It looks exactly in the way. So all of that is to ask... Is one of the most iconic, classic, hardcore Lukes actually a John Fogarty Luke? Yes. Okay. So, on Docs Till Death, if this is the first time you have listened, we have a rating system. It's a rating system that changes every single week. We make up our ratings to fit in with what this movie is about, the specificities, the specifics of the documentary that we are watching, and they are always in the format format of this documentary is as punk as format. dot 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 format, and our constant <laughs> format is always this documentary is as punk as Dave Grohl. So our four options for our rating system tonight are. This is me wa- talking a little slower because I want to remind Point myself. Five. Point 0.5. Point 0.5. So our rating system tonight consists of the four options. Ouija Meccano is as punk as Thurston Moore saying how much the Minutemen blew everyone's mind. This documentary is as punk as ian mckay saying how much the minutemen blew everyone's mind or this documentary is as punk as flea saying this minutemen really blew our minds or 
this documentary is as punk as Dave Grohl not showing up. Apparently, the Minutemen did not blow his mind for this. Interesting. Can felt his, what, felt was, his, what was he doing? Felt his what, presence not being there. What year was this? 2006? 2005. Five. So he's, he's too busy he's being deep, my hero. He's, yeah. yeah. He's deep in the foo. I mean, they were big then. Deep in the foo. Can I, um, can't re- can can I go wait first? to read that book, Deep in the Foo. Yeah. Deep in the Foo. Uh, Matt, <laughs> you want to kick it off, it sounds like? Yeah. Can I go first? Can I, can I, can I, can I, can I do it? Can I finish? Yeah. Can I say? This movie, Weejami Kano, is as punk as Thurston Moore saying um, that the Miniman blew his mind. What? what? You may ask. There you go. What? Pete may ask. What? <laughs> Because <laughs> Jeff might How? ask, the robber might ask, the um, because as we mentioned earlier, this is a band that up until now has seemed impenetrable to me, um, and much in the same way, Thurston Moore has seemed has been unbearable to me. Um, <laughs> learning about. Uh, the way Thurston Moore interacted with Watt and I, it was very humanizing and softened me at least momentarily to Thurston Moore. The oh, way he's coming movie. around on Thurston. Jeff. He's coming around on Thurston. That will be coming last. around the mountain on Thurston. <laughs> he's a little thirsty but, for Thurston. <laughs> but this movie has really like this time for some reason, it, it, it kind of clicked and I was able, and, and the movie definitely did it. It's a weird thing to say that the movie made you, made me, um, open to listening to and hearing what the band was actually doing. But like, just some of the thing, it was it cleared my mind in an effective way, um, and it reset my understanding of the Minutemen. Just like reading about Thurston and the Minutemen reset my understanding, temporary as it may be, on Thurston Moore. So this movie is as punk as Thurston Moore. Uh, Saying how the Minutemen blew his mind. Wow! I'll take I'll, I'll, I'll take I'll take my I'll take my answer offline. Thank you. <laughs> you mean questions <laughs> offline, maybe, <laughs> or are you physically <laughs> removing yours from the podcast? You reclaiming your time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you want me to answer, Peter? You want? You uh, want to no, go? I'll go. I'll go. This is your pick, so I'll let you finish it up. Um, oh, thank you. I'm gonna go as punk. I get sloppy thirds, Greg. <laughs> wow! I'm oh, wow. I'm not going to keep it sloppy. I'm going as punk as, what do you think? I got to go Ian. Wow. Okay. Wow. (laughs) Wow. I'm going Ian because. Because whenever Ian comes in, you got to go Ian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If Ian's there, I am going to get there. (laughs) Um, Oh, my God. Matt's wearing his Curtis Sliwa beret, but Pete's got a little hat on now. Oh, no. Here Um, we go. I wish he just pulled out a little hat collection right next to him. Either a little pork pie or a little scully. (laughs) So I'm going this movie is this this doc is as punk as Ian uh, saying this band blew his mind because... I just there's a lot of correlations between Minutemen and the way that they went about their uh their punkness and you can see that in the progression of everything that Ian has done. I mean Ian Jamzakano. 
Tua if anybody Kano again, I mean, get some new shoes, Ian. He might jam yeah. to Econo, you know, and yeah. and I did wonder as I watched this doc, like if the Minutemen had continued, would they stick with the way they they were doing things? And if you follow Discord, mm. you know, Good question. They, they, I mean, they don't stick to doing exactly the same things, but you know, their prices stayed the same. Fugazi was always mm. charging five bucks. Everything's all ages. Um, you know, their their politics were deeply in line with uh, everything that they did. And I think that is who I understand the Minutemen to be. So that's, that's where good. I'm going. That's where I'm going. Good answer. Excellent. Thank you. Good answer, Pete. All right. This was my pick, and I got to go with... <laughs> that gets an award. One of my good friends in the DTD crew. I have to back up one of my friends. Ooh, Ooh which one? Which, which one of you is going to be my D. Boone? And which one of you is my George Hurley? <laughs> this exactly makes sense in this analogy. <laughs> um, uh, but, hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> neither of you Not are sure. either. <laughs> yeah, little, got a little dark. Uh I would say this movie is as punk as Thurston Turdy Moore. Wow. Yeah. I feel yes. yes. Look, here's the thing. I I I wanted to go in watching I wanted to go in watch this movie come out with one of those classic DTD new appreciations for a band uh that I would uh want to listen to them. And uh much like Matt said, I you know I wasn't psyched when Thurston came on. I was like, God damn it, we're back in Thurston country, and I am not thirsty for more Thurston. Why are you so close up on his face? Uh, but uh, you know, there is a heartfelt quality that it's you know like I think he did help out Watt, and he did you know mm-hmm. he, he 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 broke through the. Uh, the the layer I have that that keeps me enjoying uh, Thurston Speak and Sonic Youth, and also uh, you know uh, intrigued me again, much like the Minutemen, where there's just no getting around. I was like, I'd love to flip through that record collection. That being said, uh, much like with the Minutemen, uh, but you know less so for Sonic Youth, I was left with still at the end. I appreciate this band. I think they're uh, actually a lot closer to my ethics than some of the other bands, especially on SST. Uh, I maybe see a couple more parts that I could be into, but I, I'm I'm still kind of left with the same thing after all of that movement. So I just kind of pull back. And the same where I'm like, all right, there's, I'm still not listening to Sonic Youth. I'm good. Mm, um, I know what, Jeff. Back. So yeah, that's well, ethics. That's ethics, exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, I can't ready to hype it up next uh, doc episode. But until then, I'm Jeff Garlock up the punks. I'm Pete Zetlin. I graduated from University of Punk Rock. <laughs> I think that's what Is he that said. Line kind of that was the line. <laughs> what did he say? Yeah, uh, I'm a graduate of punk rock. No. I got a diploma. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, it's, it's past, late. It's past it's 2 a.m. Right yes. Here. Yeah. <laughs>
M- yeah. Mousy well, Matt, Matt would even. Uh, sorry? Mousy Matt. Oh. I majored I'm in Matt punk and... rock. I majored in punk rock. That's interesting. <laughs> uh, you ending on that? Oh, that's it. Okay. <laughs>